0: Welcome back to the Mob Mentality Show. My name is Austin Chadwick, and uh, we're definitely really excited to have uh, Willem Larson back on the show today. Uh, yeah, he was on the show back in the early days of the Mob Mentality Show, and uh, a great member of the Mob Programming community and Agile community, so just super excited to have, have him here. Uh, we'll be hitting a bunch of stuff today. Um, one is uh, ludicrous speed onboarding, uh, kind of ensemble first as uh, maybe a pattern, and uh Uh, This uh, phrase, get the whole system in the room, Uh, those are the topics lined up for today before jumping into those. Willem, do you mind introducing yourself for us?
1: Sure. Um, My specialty and passion is accelerated team and organizational learning. And so I've been an engineer, I've been a a team coach, manager, director of orgs, all around this topic of uh, accelerated team learning and how that works in complex human systems and in fact i'm i'm the host of a yearly conference called the thermodynamics of emotion symposium as you both may remember that's uh, going to be in person again uh, this october and so yeah that's me
0: right on right on well let's just jump on in uh uh, so you, it sounds like you have an onboarding story you'd like to share. So uh, yeah, kick it off, please.
1: Yeah. The most recent experiment that I've had the privilege of running uh, at an organization is where I was tasked with creating a, a culture of mobbing and the engineering uh, organization and uh, being connected to like a sort of... Uh, partnered code school. And then then folks hired out of that code school would drop into this mob. And we had a senior in there or two um, on and off and and then we had like, fed in like eight juniors or so it was pretty wild. And pretty much have taken them from zero software development experience, which they didn't really get in the code school is more sort of uh, just technical chops, but they didn't actually build um, any, any kind of features as a team. Uh, so they, uh, we took them from that to pretty much being there like a mid-level contributor, like just now entering that phase in like what, six, seven months wild. And I'm sure there's like some pieces that uh, might be missing or some schemas or frameworks that, oh, wow. You know, they really need to know that, but they are confident uh, contributors who don't need their hands held anymore six months in. And for me, that's like, that's pretty wild, right? Um, you can literally send them off to do a thing and they can do the thing. Um, if you want to test it, which we did we have done, that's one of the ways we were like, are they really there? And so folks will disappear for a day or someone will get a solo task. And it's been pretty cool. So it's only it's only uh, reinforced my confidence that, it, like, as you mentioned, this idea of ensemble first, like if you want to pay down risk and you want to accelerate team and organizational learning, the safest approach is to bring your engineers together and and mobs or ensembles and uh, that whether, whether that's like five to 10 folks, eight, or 10 might've been pushing it a little, (laughs) but I mean, Mm -hmm. but it worked. And and at a a certain point we had to split the mob in order for it to, as they got better, the pressure to split increased naturally. So um, there's like, you know, you have these worries, you have your concerns, will it work? But basically the system, the human system tells you when it's ready for the next thing. Right. Especially if you're having your regular retros. So that was of course key to it. So That's the overview. I I could just yeah. like ramble on about that. No, 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 are there any no, questions? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh
2: you mentioned that you 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 tested their progress by, you know, having somebody kind of go on to like a solo thing. Like how did that work? Like, you know, uh what was so so you bring him in you have eight people with eight eight associates with an asso- a senior and they're rotating through. Is the senior in the rotation or is they are they just coaching? Like, how, how did that work?
1: Seniors fully in the rotation. Okay. And we definitely found that ideally we ha- would have two seniors and we just didn't have the resources sure. for that the full six months. So sections of time, there were two seniors and that one was the most powerful there's mm. something about a conversation between two seniors who are also in the rotation that is like magical
2: yeah, yeah because they're they're discussing high level architecture that the associates wouldn't even know right. what, what the question was in the first place um right and uh, and then that uh in video games i think there's like this this idea of aspir- aspirational content like other Mm. players have really nice looking items and you see them walk by you and you're like, Oh, I want that. And then all of a sudden they're motivated to play. Like it's almost the exact same thing, right? It's aspirational skill. Yes. um, Which Mm -hmm. is, that is a, that's a really neat concept actually. I had never thought about it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, uh, yeah, I guess my question is uh, you know, so you you go through this rotation for some time and then you like give them a task and then they go off and do it by themselves and then come back like what is that like yeah i mean to be
1: clear we only started doing that fairly recently just to test that just out of curiosity and it was probably more like you know leaving a pair to do a thing or yeah um so i mean we actually there's so much value in having more than one pair of eyes on a piece of work that you wouldn't want to lose the value but it is like you know it is interesting and worth testing to see you know what happens and and, uh, we found the momentum was still steady, even when you went down to a pair. Yeah. Um, and yeah,
0: that's, yeah. Cool. that's cool. Yeah. The, uh, um, while the experiments, uh, I've seen with, uh, onboarding people with similar experience, uh, that you've talked about, wasn't the same where it was one or two seniors with a, a large group mm-hmm. of them before. Um, I have seen onboarding, like, you know, I think with, with, uh, Pairing, mobbing, and ensembling—it's always accelerated. It's much faster than uh, the, the old days where right. you know, you're like yeah. day one you show up, you have a stack of documentation, you read it, right. you know, you know, you work asynchronously for a while, and then they might trust you with one thing after a while, and then they, you get your feet wet, and then you know, but, that whole thing. And so it's definitely much faster than other ways I've seen it. But there are uh, this whole idea of ludicrous speed onboarding. I've definitely seen. And and maybe that's what I'm curious to learn is that I've seen it happen sometimes with mobbing, where it's not just like much faster than normal, but like crazy rate of uh, onboarding and growth and speed uh, with certain people. There's a couple of stories that come to mind to me of people who, like, they're one year out of college, but I would think that they're, <laughs> I would rate them higher than many very experienced people, you know, just because of the rate of learning they picked up. Yeah, mm-hmm. not only technology code problem-solving, but also like interpersonal detecting agility yeah, right, situations and stepping in and raising good questions, you know, Mm -hmm. like all those things, they just grew so fast. And I guess for this group that you're talking about, um, did they all grow at the same rate or was there kind of some who grew faster or slower? Did you see any, any patterns there?
1: Um, Yeah, definitely different rates and different ways and different skills. And, you know, like definitely everybody. All the uh, juniors brought their own strengths and that was, of course, where they built the quickest and then everything else kind of came along. But then they shared those strengths with their teammates. I mean, you can imagine like how that sort of syncopated uh, Mm. quality of that uh, worked. Um, So it's super, super interesting to watch like how they would respond to guests who would come in the mob or, you know, domain experts, whoever, you know, there's a period of them being really quiet and then they would get louder and louder and, and different folks would speak up more and more. And yeah, it's like a momentum building thing. It even got to the point where other juniors in the organization would hear about what we were doing mm-hmm. and seek out the mob. We do, I mean, do learning sessions, do this, and they join in and they'd be like, well, uh, I'm kind of interested in this. And so it became like, I mean, cause normally organizations, it's true, they're just not built for upskilling or, you know, we're certainly not rapid upskilling. And so a junior ends up toiling in the mines, waiting for when that senior has a moment to show them how to do the thing. And so they're just holding the ticket and wandering around the halls, right? And uh, but it was completely different, right? And and um, and so that became, we almost became like a refuge for folks in that position who struggling with career growth um i mean actually we, we categorically became a refuge <laughs> i won't <laughs> mince words that, that this it was a thing even for some mid-level folks who are like i'm super unhappy over here you know like uh, you guys seem like you have a really healthy culture of collaboration i want to join you so it's interesting super interesting like, does, the, yeah
2: yeah so so that conversation seems really interesting so so is it like other other groups are having people saying like, hey, like, I, I'd like to try what they're trying because it looks healthy, you know, or something along those lines. And and how does that work out? Does that cause uh, any issues or, or does it flow smoothly? Um, are there opportunities for sharing knowledge between those groups, that sort of thing? Is that...
1: You know, I mean, it's interesting. We we had much more optimism in the beginning that what we were doing is growing um, the mobbing culture. And at one point, we had three active mobs. Uh, what's happened is, or uh, the organization has shifted, and um, mobbing um, is continuing, but it's no longer like uh, invested in so so yeah it's it's funny so we like get to keep what we've got um more or less but it's not not growing further so if people wanted to uh participate well i mean there's a couple things in there so so my my team is the only group that is overtly mobbing as a team but what has happened is there's underground mobbing happening everywhere like, yeah. and when people want it to happen as they want it to happen so it's it's kind of i'm confusing it's like uh it, there's been an organizational change but it's but it's just uh, at the engineer level i guess and mm-hmm. um, en- engineers are just doing it when they want to do it and you don't call it out as that and this is where we kind of get into the politics of Mobbing versus ensembling, and if you there's some, I mean, I don't know if, if mobbing is such a useful term, if it always seems to be the word that makes it easy to other it or demonize it, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, well I, I do. do that. Uh,
2: you know, so we had Mirette on the show, and yeah, and her explanation for it was a really good one in that episode. Mm-hmm. She, she basically said. Uh, mobbing doesn't translate to other languages as well and can be, and is confusing to somebody that, that come, comes into a conversation. And so I, I liked the explanation, um, you know, in, in my organization, it's like mobbing is just the term that everybody's used Right. Whatever, right? And it doesn't make sense to call it ensemble, but, um, for somebody that's just getting, introduced to it for the first time uh you know i i think there's two things mob has the word mob has shock factor to it and so it might get somebody interested who is willing to try something different right Mm -hmm. so it, it does have like a um, a more selly value to it. But then um, Marat's explanation was the ensemble is something where it like gives them a clear enough picture about what it is. And you don't have to explain why it's not a bunch of people with pitchforks running around. Um, and, and so, uh, so it is totally reasonable. It's like, you know, you use one or the other depending on context and um, you know, uh, that's totally a, a fine way to look at it.
0: Um yeah. yeah and i also think it plays into styles of mobbing as well mm. uh and ensembling so some people really like the uh kind of like uh, chaos in the good sense that comes with the term uh, mobbing where for them it tri- ensemble triggers this like very orchestrated yeah yeah you know like mm-hmm. s- you know s- slow and st- you know but i mean mobs are slow and steady but more like
1: no no yeah i get what very you're saying, yeah.
0: coordinated mm-hmm. activity as opposed right. to a bunch of people jamming on code right and kind of self organizing in a more fluid fashion right and so yeah so i've had conversations where the word ensemble is like uh, you know what do you you know that isn't that's not what we're doing you know and yeah. so i think i yeah. think you said chris you gotta jamming find the right good word good for <laughs>
1: it yeah. you know honestly now i mean i haven't really thought about this before but i've been using the terms more or less interchangeably with a little bit of like political awareness of yeah. but you know honestly I, at this point like i mean i've had this outrageously successful experiment but of course also part of that story is oh let's isolate it and calm it down and and i mean like you know if xp is about turning things that work a little bit and turning them all the way up to extreme like why would you for the business side ever use the word mob unless there was some business value in yeah. a charged word. Like I, I I really wonder now if I'll ever use anything but ensemble with the business side in any case, <laughs> ever again, because it is exactly how you describe the ensemble, especially with a group of juniors. We're not yeah. like a bunch of like a senior devs building fast and breaking things. It's like it is very calm and 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 you know, it's like that bulldozer how I describe. Yeah. Um, mobbing because I do do a lot of this sort of weaving seniors with juniors and upskilling, and so it, I've actually the the senior on the team, um, he uh, he uh, came from this culture where he was part of an all senior for the most part. Every once in a while, they'd have one junior they'd work with, but an all senior mob. And it was like, no rules. It was crazy. People are coding. People are on the whiteboards. There's not really any rotations. There's not, it yeah. was just like high performing madhouse of awesome, you know? And so when he met me and I was like, all right, you're going to be the senior here and we're going to use our tools and we're going to be methodical and we're going to have rotations. And he was like, Whoa you're putting your process on me. And I was like, wow. And we had this fascinating beginning of our partnership and yeah. making this successful Where I just never occurred. to I'd never met someone who that was their only experience. And he'd never met someone like me who I was making these claims about what juniors could do and, um, or a whole team of juniors and one senior. So yeah, anyway, the it's, it's, uh,
2: yeah they have and and you know so so if you if you take analogies right like austin's saying it's like you know mobbing might be really unstructured ensemble might have a notion of structure to it uh jamming might have a implication of innovation to it right um because you know you're you're kind of just riffing off each other right so like there's a number of ways you could describe it um And maybe they have meaning or not, but there's definitely emotions that each word draws out. Um, Mm -hmm. And and they're all useful in their own sense. And and so, you know, uh, mobbing might be useful in the term of like, you want it to be noticed, right? And mm-hmm. on ensemble might be useful in the sense that you wanted people to say, yeah, that sounds like a business-like word. <laughs>
1: yeah, <on."> yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and, right, <laughs> safe and yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, it, it's so like, yeah, my my thinking on the subject has has definitely like churned through this uh, quite a bit over time. Um, so yeah, I, I just think that it's really good. And And as far as like this idea of like, you know, underground mobbing happening and things, I think that really reminded me of, um, maybe it was the clean code book, uh, where he's talking about like, you should, you you, you know, you're a professional, you don't ask for permission, to unit test, right. You, you unit test because that's your professional discipline. Right. Um, I think that if you believe that mobbing or ensembling is the right way to go, then, then you do it as a professional and you, you, but also you don't do it just because you've seen it before, right. You do it because like, oh yeah, the, the quality of the code like anybody who's doing mobbing should be able to explain to a manager like this is the professional outcome that comes out of of a mob and and if they don't like there's a lot of material out there as to why um and and i have a blog on the financial benefits of of oh nice yeah (laughs) right like there's stuff out there that's like that um and uh yeah and especially like just bug tracking in general and and, like saying like how how much do how much does our bug rate cost the company and is that worth four developers or not or three developers and and i think that those sorts of conversations happen all through an organization all the time. Um, and then you know, I think also worst case scenario, you have a third party auditor <laughs> that looks yeah. at it, it's like, oh, hey, this team's releasing daily and that team is ta- you know, releasing every six months. This team has no bugs, that team has like tons of bugs. Yeah. And like, okay, why? It's like, well, you know, one's mobbing and one's not. Like those those things can, you know, like a
0: third party perspective can also have a lot of benefits. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Might be a good transition time. I know you mentioned uh, ensemble first uh, as a as a pattern for Willem, and maybe I'll restate your tweet as I understood it from about a month ago, and then <laughs> maybe you can course correct me. Uh, but sure. uh, what what stood out to me about your tweet that was really um, fascinating to me was when uh, you created a new hashtag ensemble first, which is mm-hmm. <laughs> which is cool. But that it, it's instead of you know, for some people's journeys, it might be like this kind of 1% gain, like you try a little thing, you're working in this very traditional way and you might try this thing, then this thing, this thing. And then after a lot of experiments, you might find yourself mobbing, right? And you kind of get to mobbing or ensembling through a lot of small experiments where what I took you to be saying in the tweet about Ensemble first was that um, you, instead of going that way, just start with that first and then see so you experience that and then experiment away from it if needed kind of thing. Right. Yeah, exactly.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's much like, you know, whip limits or other uh, understandings that are what counter rational, I I've decided to call those counter rationals or counter intuitive <laughs> because to me, they're intuitive. I think that other people, uh, it feels intuitive to work in ways that work, you know, um, instead of like trying to micromanage the, your resources, but so yeah, like you're, you're, you're paying down risk. So if business is about taking calculated risks and, and it's like, what, wouldn't you want to pick and choose where your risk is going to be? And, and as it turns out, like starting with an ensemble, you'll have, you're guaranteed. I mean, how could you not you guaranteed to have the greatest amount of learning, the greatest safety around what you deliver greatest amount of eyes, uh, cross-checking everything. I mean, these are just true. Um, uh, my, my a friend of mine, uh, Matthew Inman Cochrane has this great YouTube, uh, video talk where he's like, It's like someone steadily working their way towards finally mobbing and he has all these steps and you know, it's design and then this and hand it to the devs and they got code review. And then, you know, and he just slowly picks away at, well, let's solve this problem and this problem. And then now you've got a mob, right? And it's so, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, but again, like with uh, treating your, your work processes like a flow management perspective, some people are like wait. That sounds like a poor use of resources, and so maybe you have to experience, or maybe I don't know, but uh, but it's it it that's the way it is. It's just mathematically, in terms of the physics of of uh, knowledge transfer, it it is just uh, the safest place to start. And so then, higher risk things would be pairing, uh, and then the highest risk thing would be any ticket done solo, right? Um, so if you want to cut a corner, you want to get something out the door, I could see that maybe you would go all the way to a solo piece of work, or maybe it's okay to just take the risk of only pairing. Right. But everything's flipped right now. It's like solo is, is safest and, oh, well let's take the risk to waste one person's time by pairing. Like, no, no, <laughs> yeah. it's all flipped. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would love, you know, the ensemble first hashtag, um, I was uh, was really hoping uh, and look forward to maybe that catching on more just being realistic about where risk is and mm-hmm. and then going all the way with that XP style.
0: Yeah. yeah and, and I like it as like a mindset sh- switch, but I also like it as like a suggested experiment. And I mm-hmm. guess, you know, kind of the one, per, you know, start where you are and make, you know, a slight change over and over and again. And that's mm-hmm. a great pattern for many But um, it also might be kind of like a jump in the deep end uh, (laughs) experiment. I could see that if a group is up for it, um, would accelerate their uh, experimentation, innovation and growth much faster than, okay, let's only make one small change. Yes, we're all a group who believes in maybe doing something much different than what we're doing, but we're just gonna do it one thing at a time just to be safe, right? That it might be a, uh, hey let's just go whole hog and see what happens <laughs>
1: it's and so funny and yeah
0: experiment away from it as opposed to
1: yeah um, totally yeah, yeah, yeah. But- <laughs> totally like yeah jumping into mobbing it's 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 funny to. it's good to think of it that way like there's a lot of one of the seniors in our mob this seven month experiment um he he spent the first m- uh, two months going. Listen, this is new for me. I I said I'd try this out. I'm you know I'm not a you know I'm still learning how to do. I'm saying that over an hour, <laughs> we all kind of roll our eyes without rolling our eyes, uh and like and as uh, it got to like two and a half months in, and he'd say this, and we we're like, ah, Paul is his name, like Paul, you're you're in the mob, you're a mobber, like d- d- deal with it. And he's like, huh. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, I've been, do- who else knows how to mob but me? I guess this is how you know how a thing works. And then something rapidly happened to that where he realized he did know how mobbing works now. Mm-hmm. And then a week later, he became he did a 180 from skeptical wait and see to like ferocious advocate Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it was just like incredible. And so we've had lots of conversations since then about that moment. And also he was like, yeah, I'm like, what are, what are the, you know, the, what are the downsides to mobbing? I mean, I guess like it forces you to like really get good at your feedback skills and your ability (laughs) to communicate. And I was like, yes, Paul. And if we had a team member, and they had trouble with feedback and communication in a non-mobbing environment, what would we want to do for that team member? And he's like, Oh yeah, we'd want to level up there. Oh wait, I get it. You're saying, yeah, that is like (laughs) mobbing just forces you to do the things you need to do to be a great team. And I was like, thank you. You know? And so it's so funny. It's like, um, I couldn't, we, we, neither of us could think of a single skill specialty, mobbing skill that wasn't, um, also appropriate for whether you're pairing or soloing yeah and uh yeah
2: well it's interesting because i think um you know one of the really subtle things that i think when when i first started mobbing that just became really apparent really quickly was people having to verbalize their code because a lot of people were you know like it's like the thinking in code versus verbalizing the code and i get you have that with pairing but even then, it, it, you know, a lot of pairs would do the, I, okay, I'm going to take the keyboard and show you what I did. And then yeah. I'm take the keyboard and I'll show and then I'll see what you did. Mm-hmm. And they don't actually say it out loud. The act of like verbalizing the code even is like, it's just like a, a you know, it's almost like crystallizing the, the thought before, yeah. you know, throwing it forward. And yeah, um, yeah it, it's like, there's all these little subtle things and yeah. What, what are those things that it was just like a wasteful skill to learn. Had you been like immediately, I know,
1: right. And it's
2: not, yeah, it's, it's hard to think of one.
1: Um, yeah. Those juniors are leveling up so fast because they're like, they've got to navigate, so they're learning a senior skill of standing at a whiteboard, whiteboard, explaining a concept away from a keyboard. Right. I mean, by default, they're learning, interviewing, they're learning, you're know, getting interviewed, they're learning all these, they're learning, presenting skills there's, you know, like, um, and it's funny. You know, one, a person could say, oh, well, the real mob skill is everyone has to be an extrovert because you got to spend all eight hours with each other. And it's like, honestly, there's a few hours that are the core hours for this team that had this experience of, of ludicrous upskilling. Um, and they had a few hours, uh, and then they had like an hour before and after to do learning or do other things. Another one of the teams split it into a couple of two our segments or one was two and one was three. So like, there's no rules to any of it. Like if you are getting overwhelmed as an introvert and that's a whole other topic, I mean, but it's not like that's a blocker. You just design your work. Like, no, there's not one way to mob.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you can keep working on it until it is sustainable, right? And what's funny is uh, one anecdote story on the introvert thing was uh, uh, my current mob, I believe is with two introverts. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, both of us, it was a three person mob and two were out yesterday yeah. and one of the introverts soloed the whole day. Um, was his was what he decided to do instead of joining oh. in the whatever. Hmm, and the first stuff. thing i said how did it go he said i'm exhausted
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. interesting yeah um, he
0: said uh, yeah, yeah. uh the mob built in a lot of sustainable like the, the practices we have built in a lot of sustainable pomodoro type stuff so that's that awesome without without it he, he he you know he had to manage it himself and so it was just funny because someone you would think would be tired from mobbing. Actually, has has become more of an energy boost. But um, anyway, what, um, what habit? So, if you've
2: only learned software development through mobbing, what habits as a solo developer, or what things as a solo developer would you learn without mobbing?
0: Because,
2: hmm. because you know, there there is that that other side of it, and and I, I've heard before. Um, yeah, you know, there's like, uh, you know, one thing that comes to mind is kind of like. A, maybe an absence of grit or something like that. Like every, you, you get refunded, right. and, and the absence of like self-managed, like, like you just mentioned. Right. So there, there are these, there are, there are some skills that, um, that maybe you're, you know, I guess when it comes to the school of hard knocks, right. The school of hard knocks is almost completely gone inside a mod. Yeah. right um unless you really optimize for it and and i know mobbers that uh, optimize for the school of hard knocks uh and, <laughs> yeah. um, and people going into that mob from from a more traditional mob are are uh you know maybe put off by that yeah um and so uh yeah i do i do think that there's like something there that um that probably exists something you know that you know, looking at it critically. I think that that's probably an area where like, the school of hard knocks doesn't exist. Uh, and then things that you would learn through that. So grit and time, you know, personal uh,
0: energy management, I guess, um, those might be two things that don't come up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd be interested in your thought on this one, but I have seen mobbing create an environment where people don't learn certain skills. But I also think those skills can be learned in a mob. It just has to be intentional about it. So I think you're right, grit can be one. If you're in a mob that has a lot of people with high initiative, um, it can be easier to, you know, uh, not have grit to work through something because someone else in the mob is always picking that up, right? And so um, what I've noticed is that's good to, that's a good time to take on other mobbing patterns to help other people learn those skills. Right. You know what I mean? Where they have to take initiative and do things. And so, um, I don't know. What have you seen? Will? <laughs>
1: well, there, th- yeah, this is, I mean, this, it's a good time to say like m- mobbing requires intention and reflection. Um, yes. and if that's not part of your mobbing process and I've been in mobs where it's just, we mob we we rotate through the keyboard and we hash things out and there's not a lot of the structures of like, even like Pomodoros or, or, uh, and regular retrospectives at any scale aren't necessarily part of it. And those aren't a lot of fun and they don't grow necessarily. So, um, the mob that we, that I just managed and coached, uh, we, we, I actually was surprised. There's this, uh, experiment of this, uh, learning canvas that I'd been taking from team to team and org to org, and and sort of seeing what folks did with it. And this, for the first time, they embraced this idea of this learning canvas. And I did a blog uh, post on it somewhere. Uh, It's in this series called awesome team learning. Um, But the idea was there wasn't really like fixed ideas of uh, our understandings of how we do experiments. So what we did was we'd have a bucket of options and then we'd have, that's one quadrant. And then we have a quadrant that, uh, was, um, uh, the experiment that we're doing right now. And then maybe one to three, if they could be done in parallel, but you don't want them to conflict. And then if the experiment is successful, um, even if it's something like, Hey, let's make sure we check our calendars in the morning because people disappear and that throws us off. So, okay. Our experiment will be, we check calendars in the morning and if that we like it, we've tried it, we put it in the working agreements and we work on it as a habit. Right. Because that's yeah. a whole other thing. Right. You can do with the thing that works. Now you got to make it a habit. Then once it's a habit, we put it in our history and we can tell the story of all the experiments we've done, what worked, what didn't. Right. And so this this was like the core thing. Well, now these these mobs uh, that I've been managing, they just like took it and ran with it. They turn them into Trello boards. There's all these columns. There's wish lists. There's uh, links to resources that they can refer to. They like they've really gone to town on this idea. And then they've had, there were some problems with bringing people in and there was culture shock. So now they have like a core beliefs column that's easy to read, easy to go through for a new person who's visiting and wants to try the mob. And so it's like, you know, like the top thing is kindness, consideration, respect, right? Like all those, all those items in a row. So this idea of a learning canvas that is iterated on Um, they also tried out the micro retro and the the mobadoros right the half hour so they check in regularly and and then that's become more uh, they did that for months and then it became more jazz and now it's more ad hoc but but um, they like use the heck out of those tools use the heck out of them so absolutely there's like people noticed uh, or a junior noticed. i'm not getting better at this skill or someone else would be like i'm worried that so-and-so isn't getting better at this skill uh, do i speak up too much do i take it with that opportunity away and the answer was yes <laughs> it's let me so like yeah you, i mean if you don't attend to it and if you don't have the intention of becoming uh, insanely awesome um you, these things won't happen automatically for sure so it it really did take a lot of steering and work but but so much easier with these tools and understandings and all sitting together. Uh, yeah, I mean, at at this point, you know, I'm kind of like, I am kind of like, I, I don't want to get into a situation where we're like, yeah, mobbing works. Come on, like it's done. Mobbing's amazing. So what I'm, I really like this uh, uh, this year for me, um, and we almost got there. Was I want to focus on the next level experiment of how to ra- how to uh, you have the Petri dish of mobbing. How to have mobbing in a non coercive, healthy way take over an engineering org and starting with one mob, and that's actually what was was the secret experiment. And I and in the midst of this, like I had all kinds of fun experiments where I would, I you know, it was starting to go around. Get around that uh, engineering leadership was saying we we prefer that you work in the ensemble. Consider working in the ensemble. We're moving towards working in ensembles and individual engineers would be like i'm kind of curious but i'm afraid i feel like you're saying we have to work this way and so i literally would tell engineers if you want to work solo i will fight for your right to work solo and if you want to work in a mob i'm going to fight for your right to work in a mob like we don't get there through coercion so there's all these interesting patterns around that and for me like like uh I mean, I mean, even like Austin hearing you say the work in the Pomodoros and it's like, man, there's so many good ideas around like what's next, you know? And to me, that's what, that's the real interesting challenge is now that we know how, how mobbing works best, retros are not, not optional, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, you know, some, some amount of process for a beginning mob is not optional, especially if you have juniors. That seems to be the key. But uh, but how do you grow it? And we man, we almost got there. We got to like three mobs before things got kind of wacky and some organizational antibody action kicked in. Yeah. <laughs> no uh,
2: and that sort of stuff does always happen. Um, and and the that gets managed in different ways, you know, and so you just got to be, you know, really hyper aware of that. And, uh, and I think engaging with the
0: critics, um, is really important.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah.
0: And, and and almost, yeah, the the corporate antibodies, um, maybe, maybe the thing I'm thinking of is more in line with the diffusion of innovation curve and, uh, what, um, I forgot who said it. Um, where it's kind of like embrace the luggard. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah. Uh, and, and that part of the curve, it's the person who um, is going to try a change last, basically, if at all, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there is something really healthy about going through a cycle of experiencing, um, I believe, A, whatever it is, mobbing, TBD, you know, whatever practice philosophy idea is the way to go. Experiencing a cycle and season of skepticism, mm-hmm. there is a lot of good things that come out of that. You know, it, it can yeah. be, it could be frustrating, like any anything. But um, I think to turn it into a okay, how can I learn from this? To, you know, what words are appropriate in this context for this practice? What uh, what matters totally. to this person? You know, totally. what. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, you know, just, it, it kind of opens the door for those conversations to happen, which can be a really healthy thing for organization. And so, um, super hard, but also can be really good. <laughs> I yeah. Guess,
1: too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's funny cause that's happening at the mob level. So why wouldn't we do that at the organizational level? You know, we're weaving together all these yeah. different, I mean, that's the hard, hard and, and part
2: there, there, you know, so there's different people with different levels of power. And if they, you know, if if somebody sees that like this practice is spreading and they don't like it, some people have the ability to squash it. Right. And sometimes, uh, you know, that, that will come to a head. And, and so, um, I, I think a lot of the ways to prepare for that is like building empathy, understanding, you know, different thought models, um, you know, so, uh, one, one thing that I really like in, in that regard, and I've recommended this a lot, um, especially in the past, I don't think I've said this quite so often lately, is something along the lines of um, find out what publications that person trusts and then find supporting material from that publication. So if they really like Harvard Business Review, go and find a yeah. <laughs> Business Review article yeah. that talks about mobbing mm-hmm. um, or pairing or or collaborative work or Agile. It's just whatever whatever you need to do for that inch closer. Um but I think we're getting to our
0: time box. Yeah. Well, I'll throw one thing in there real quick before you were close, Chris, which is we didn't get to Willem's last item, which is get the whole system in the room, Yeah. but maybe we'll hit it again with Willem some other time. But I was going to say it does relate to this topic, right? Is that right? When you are having different parts of the organization that disagree about how to do it, get the system in the room and have like a, you know, uh, uh you know in whatever way is safe for that organization yeah. um have a uh what's it fifth discipline style systems communication conversation right you know, surface the differences and assumptions and things but anyways please Chris you can close yeah yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs>
2: and and uh yeah I think we're just having too much fun time <laughs> right. uh and it's always a pleasure having you on the show Willem. Uh is there anything that you want to plug or share before we move on.
1: Um yeah, if you're you're into really uh, uh, wacky, cool human systems, complex systems thinking there's the thermodynamics of emotion symposium.com uh, is the website uh, or wait thermodynamics of emotion.com. Um, uh, but yeah, that that's about it. Also, you know, i there's that mob programming role playing game that I always love it when people try and give feedback on. Yeah, um, for sure.
2: Absolutely. And I know I bring that one up all the time. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So to our viewers, uh, if you know somebody uh, that maybe is uh, doing ground up mobbing in an organization, and maybe there's not, you know, total buy-in all the way through, or uh, maybe you have to onboard a bunch of associate level people a lot, you know, maybe that, you know, so share this episode with them. Um, If you agree or disagree with anything that was stated here, please let us know in the comments, because there's always a good conversation to have, uh, even asynchronously. And uh, with that, please like and subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.